everyone, and welcome to another episode of the You're So Quiet podcast. As always, I'm your host, Chelsea Brown. I hope you're enjoying this holiday season, getting in the holiday spirit. I know for me, it's kind of a weird, I don't know, it doesn't really feel like the holidays, to be perfectly honest, but you know, what can you do? In other news, I I have some some stuff to talk about with regards to the podcast. I have been doing this since June of 2021. I've put out, I think, 13 episodes by this point. This will be the 14th episode, and I've done an episode every other week. So I'm always looking for ways to improve, and to do this, I looked at the analytics for this podcast, and based on what I saw on the analytics, I kind of want to try something new. So what I want to try is just switching up the format. If you are new here, you won't know this. If you've been here before, you will know that my typical format is to talk about what I've been consuming, do a mental health check, have an ad break, and then we get into the meat of the episode or like the topic of the week. I like doing both of those segments and I don't really want to give them up because I have members of this audience that really enjoy the consumption, like what I've been consuming portion, and those that just want to jump to the meat of the episode. So in an effort to kind of give the best of both worlds, what I'm going to try to do is do what I've been consuming every other week, and then the alternating weeks, I would do a topic of the week. You will actually be getting an episode every week. This is new. So kind of bear with me as we just try try new stuff and try to see what what works and what doesn't. You may have noticed that this is also not a video and I'll tell you why. I I like low-key hate making the videos. I'm like super hypercritical of myself. I'm not super adept at video editing and I know that I'll get better with time, but it just takes a very, very long time for me to have like a video that I'm happy with putting out to you guys. I really don't want to give you just some subpar content just because it takes me a long time to give you the really good stuff. So I am going to continue to experiment with videos and TikToks, reels, and just audio with a static background on YouTube. I'm not promising anything. I'm just letting you know that I'm experimenting with a ton of stuff. And if you have any suggestions, if you have any thoughts of like what you would like to see, different formats that you think would be successful or interesting to hear every week, I am completely open. You can always DM the podcast on Instagram at you're so quiet pod and just kind of give me your thoughts. But until then, we are going to get into what I've been consuming and that's going to be the topic for this week. So I have been consuming like a lot of content just like I do all the time. Do I have a problem? Maybe. Am I afraid to be alone with my thoughts? I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, whatever. Let's get into it. I am currently reading The Lost Apothecary by Sarah Penner. It is a historical fiction fantasy type thing. It's a story told using different timelines about a 300-year-old apothecary whose mission was to protect women even if it meant killing other people. I 
am reading the audiobook and I'm like, I have like an hour left, I think. So I'm like 85 to 90% of the way through. I'm actually very upset that I did not pick this up sooner. A lot of times with books that use different narrators, I just I'm like sick of one story and I just want to get to the to the next narrator to a storyline that I actually care about. With this book, there are three narrators and there's no one whose story I'm like, oh my God, I just can't, I just can't stand this person. So I I say props to the author for that. I know that like I personally have struggled with this. The third book that I wrote and I'm editing right now was with the concept of multiple narrators and it's really fun from a writing perspective but sometimes you get like really wrapped up in one storyline that you forget the others and Sarah Pender did not forget the others. I'm really really liking this. It's like old-timey feminist power kind of stuff and it's it feels very empowering. I love the twists in it and I like the voices, like the narrative voices. The one criticism I have is that one of the audio narrators, her voice like sounds like like Siri or or Alexa. I'm not gonna <laughs> say that one super loud in case you're listening like in the public and your your device is listening to you. But yeah, so her voice kind of doesn't really do it for me. It doesn't really have a lot of character, but I do think that it says something about the story that I'm still listening. I'm still interested. I will absolutely tell you that there was a book. Oh man, I don't remember. I think it was called Hex and I'm sure it is a perfectly good book, but the narrative voice that that was chosen to do the audiobook was so bad. So, 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 so bad. Uh, mm -mm. I had to, this is back when I bought my books on Audible and they have like a certain amount of time that you can just return a title and I didn't get anywhere close to the amount of time that it would have been the cutoff because I listened for, gosh, maybe like 20 minutes max. I didn't even make it through an entire walk with my dog before I sent that thing back because it was, it was so bad. So if you're looking for a historical fiction, fantasy, feminist, power type stuff. The Lost Apothecary is super, super good. It's a really colorful narrative and I highly recommend it. I'm interested to see how it ends. I read part of Salem's Lot by Stephen King. It's basically a story about vampires taking over a small town. It's kind of somewhat different than his normal writing. I think this is one of his earlier books, so that would explain why. I am exactly 50% of the way through and it will stay that way for another nine weeks approximately while I wait for my rental at the library to be renewed. So I use the app Libby and it links with my library card and I can rent ebooks from the library and it'll send it to my Kindle, which is an awesome, awesome thing as long as you can read the title in faster than two weeks. <laughs> and based on just like holiday season and my own work and getting NaNoWriMo done, I was swamped and I just didn't have time to read, like really sit down and read except for like before bed. And I would only read a few pages and then I'd fall asleep. So that's kind of disappointing, but at the same time, I 
I'm only like 50% invested <laughs> in this story. I don't know that I really care too much about what happens with the vampires or with the characters that have been introduced. Stephen King, I feel, has a style that I can really, really like, or it just doesn't really work for me. And I think that's perfectly fine. But I think this is one of those that's just not really doing it for me. He really focuses heavily on the characters. And in this particular instance, I'm I'm just not really invested in the characters. So I did try to renew my my rental and I have like nine weeks. And when it comes available, I will decide then if I want to pick back up where I left off or if I just want to say like DNF, did not finish, okay, like move on with my life. So if you are a Stephen King fan, it might be a good read. It didn't move super, super fast for me. So if you cannot read it faster than in two weeks, I would recommend that you just purchase it so you don't have it ripped away from you while you're right in the middle. So that's it for my books. I'm not sure what I'm going to read next. I I don't really have any anything sitting on my my to-do list. I have some things in my Libby app that are just waiting for the title. Let me see. Okay, I have five holds in my Libby app that are that I'm going to be reading next. One is A Slow Burning Fire by Paula Hawkins. One is The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave. And one is Stephen King, Salem's Lot. One is My Body by Emily Ratajkowski. And one is Bachelor Nation by Amy Kaufman. Which leads me perfectly into my, my TV consumption. I have been binging bachelor in paradise with my husband and i'm almost caught up we're on season we're on season five and i'm starting to recognize people that i've seen on the bachelor or the bachelorette and the drama is just i mean every season is the most dramatic season yet and it's amazing that they say that and it's like literally true (laughs) every single time it is the most dramatic season yet and i don't know how they do it However, sometimes it feels like the producers are kind of showing themselves, you know? Like, I I know that the point of the show is to make money. The point of it is not really to, to help people fall in love. Like, let's be perfectly honest. It's for good TV and for drama and for ratings and for money, which is perfectly fine. I think anyone who watches reality TV knows this. But it seems like the producers are showing themselves in that they're doing things that are, like, deliberately cruel toward the people on the show. Uh, I'm not going to reveal anything specific in case you, too, are a trash TV person and you're looking for another series to binge. I, I like Bachelor in Paradise more than Bachelor or Bachelorette. And it's, it's moving along great. I'm also watching Love Island Australia. I think they're they're several days ahead of us. Like when it releases in Australia is several days or weeks ahead of when it releases in the US. 
but I love, I love Love Island. I will watch every single series of this I can possibly find. I have my, my favorites. Taku is my favorite. Love him. Always love him. He is so cool. I would be friends with him in a second. So if you're looking for some quality trash TV that is not Bachelor franchise themed, Love Island is the move. I am also watching Clickbait on Netflix. This is a very interesting show. It didn't grab either my husband nor myself until probably the end of the second episode. And now we can't stop watching because I need to know what happened. So the basis is that it's a story about a viral video that led to a murder. And every episode of the series is told through a new point of view. So it's like the wife, the reporter, the son, etc. And it is fascinating. It's a fascinating show. They were kind of setting someone up to be the murderer, but it was too clean and too easy. So I kind of knew that that wasn't going to be the case, but I have two episodes left, I think, and I'm, I just can't wait to see what happens. I think it's also kind of an interesting topic in today's day and age because the show starts with this video and there's a guy who's beat up and he's holding a sign that says at five million views I die and people keep watching it and even his friends and family keep refreshing and I'm sure that that adds a view so I'm like this would probably happen in real life you know but I think that we as a society could not not look. And I too am guilty in that. So I'm not saying I'm better than anyone. Not saying I'm worse than anyone. I'm just saying I think it's a very interesting take and kind of plausible, as crazy as that sounds. I am also watching Sex Life of College Girls. It's a sitcom in the style of Mindy Cowling, the woman behind The Mindy Project. I think it's a really fun show. The characters are really lively and really bright. At first, it did seem like the characters were almost caricatures, which by that I mean their personality traits just seemed so unrealistic. Like people don't actually talk like that. People don't actually act like that. That's like a, a, it's a caricature. It's something that's larger than life. But as the series has kind of settled into itself, it's gotten more believable. And I don't know if it's because the characters are being portrayed slightly differently or if it's because I've been able to believe that, okay, that is actually somebody's personality. So in any case, if you liked The Mindy Project, I think you would like The Sex Life of College Girls. It is on HBO Max. As for movies, I don't really watch too many movies which is kind of weird because I watch a ton of TV and frankly, I would probably watch less if I just watch movies, but it's like, do I want to watch something in 40 minute chunks for 10 hours or do I want to sit for two and a half hours and watch the same characters, same story, same everything? I, I'm a 40 minute chunk kind of girl, but I am also a huge fan of Marvel movies. I watched all of the movies in the spaghetti order. I watched the Loki series on Disney 
and I watched The Falcon and The Winter Soldier. So I am a huge Marvel fan. So when I saw there was a new Marvel movie on Disney Plus, I had to watch it, obviously. And the movie is called Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's about a man who is drawn into his abandoned past when he is confronted by the organization of the Ten Rings, who happens to be his father. And if you are also a Marvel fan, you know who the Mandarin is, and there is actually a reference to him during the the movie. That's all I'm going to tell you. You have to watch the movie to actually find out what it is. I thought the movie was great. I am huge into like big dramatic fight scenes. I'm huge into really beautiful CGI and they really did an amazing job. I thought at times it was trying a little too hard to be like Thor Ragnarok. If you've seen Thor Ragnarok, it's you know it's kind of more comedy based. Thor is a little bit quippy and witty and he has all these little comments to make and the Shang-Chi movie also did that however I really liked Thor Ragnarok I thought it was funny and I don't think that everything always has to be like life or death I think that life in and of itself has comedic elements and I don't think that it's beneficial to us to pretend like everything is always dark and twisty like in the DC universe and I know I'm talking talking some smack but I I'm just personally more into Marvel than than DC and that is the right way to be (laughs) so if you're looking for a good like superhero vibe movie Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings is a, a great one I think I think it was a great movie and I would highly recommend it As far as video games, because you know I am an Xbox girl, I was playing Fallout 4 and I've been playing for maybe an hour when I got to like the first boss fight and I don't know if I just got there too early or what the deal is, but uh, no matter what I do, I can't beat this creature. It's like right after you put on the big suit and you jump down from the building and you shoot the people and then all of a sudden this thing comes out of the the sewer system or whatever and I died probably 20 times and it started to get really frustrating because like no matter what I tried didn't work killed me instantly and I'm just like uh so can I just go back unfortunately what it seems like is that I I can go back to a previous save, but I will lose all of the items that I looted, all the progress I made, and that's just not not really the move. But yeah, it kind of turned me off. I I really don't like when the boss fights, especially that early on in the game. I don't think they should be impossible. Die a couple times, fine, but it shouldn't feel impossible. Maybe I'll give it another shot when when I'm feeling less irritated at Fallout 4, but at the moment, uh, I've just I've just moved on to a different game. I started playing We Happy Few, and the concept is that it's based in England, and it's kind of like post-apocalyptic in that the world has kind of been taken over by this new drug called Joy, and it's compulsory to take it. If you don't take it, you are called a downer, 
and downers are are punished. I learned very quickly that if you just take the joy pill in the beginning, that's the end of the game for you. It'll literally run the credits. I did get an achievement out of it. I just kind of wanted to see what happened. But if you take the joy pill in the beginning, that's that's it. That's the game for you. You won the end. If you do not take the joy pill, you are in for a very, very bumpy ride because you're kind of like going through withdrawal from from the joy pill and people around you can can tell that you've not been taking your medication. So I think it's a very interesting game because it's more stealth-based and it's more strategy-based. You can, of course, brute force your way through just about any game. And this one is no different, right? If you try to be stealthy and it just doesn't work, you can brute force your way through some enemies. But I do like that it has the option of I can just sneak my way through, I can hide, I can wear certain clothes to kind of blend in and not attract attention to myself. So I think that's awesome. I think it's turning out to be a really good game and I really want to play it. I just unfortunately haven't had as much time as I wish I did to just sit down and play a video game. But, but my birthday is coming up on December the 9th and I will be 29, which is super weird. I just kind of want to do nothing. Like that's going to be my ideal day is just relaxing, playing my video game, watching TV, going for a run at night, like just having a nice relaxing day where I don't have to call anyone or make any appointments or do any like client work or or beta reading or anything. Like I just just want to relax <laughs> as horrible as that sounds. And I think that um, that is what getting older is all about. You just fantasize about relaxing instead of working. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for on on my birthday. But that's that's all I've been consuming the past couple weeks. I'm looking forward to watching Peaky Blinders. I'm sure I'll find a movie or two to watch and review for you guys. And hopefully before I do another what I've been consuming episode, I will have gotten at least one of my books from from the library, so I'll be able to give you some good reviews there. In the meantime, you can follow the podcast on Instagram at your so quiet pod, Y-O-U-R-E, so quiet pod. You can also visit my blog and website at cbrownauthor.com. And as always, please do not forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help out your favorite introvert. Okay. Love you. Bye.